No. Hey, this is Benjamin with Top Floor Studios. Today, Mike Lean is back with us. Hello, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you're at. And I got Armando with us today. Hello, hello. All right. And today, we're over on the Musician Podcast, which is interesting because I've had both of you guys over on the Artist Podcast before. But <laughs> now we're universal. Uh, yes. But yeah, now we're cross-genre, man. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to have you guys both here just because you guys have been in the world of art a little bit longer than me and i wanted to get you guys' opinion on like the not only the difference between like what people say is art like art art versus like musical artist because sometimes a lot of the time i feel in in the art world people put a really big wall between music and art yeah was there a question there <laughs> well, no, what is i was, I was just, I was going to see what you guys thought of that but it wasn't. No, it's it definitely wasn't, a real thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a real thing, and to some, no, maybe not to others, but. But I feel like a lot of the times artists sometimes have more input on where music is headed than sometimes musicians have. Hmm. That's an interesting thought. I think that uh, definitely the. Um, I think you have to be intentional about seeing music in the same light as art, especially for a visual artist. Oh yeah, and. Uh, I think that's true that um, uh, I don't know if we if visual artists are more ahead of the curve when it comes down to what's going to be coming but it seems that there is a correlation between the two um, but I don't know I think maybe in a way for me music m informs me more than I feel like my art informs other like musicians oh. you know what I mean yeah I don't know like because um, it's it's easy to follow music and be inspired by that. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I I have known though. I have known quite a few artists that seem like they're they're pretty not, they're pretty ahead of the curve on what's yeah. what's coming up. You know what I mean? So that, that's an interesting ob observation. Uh, I I've kind of felt that way before. But me personally, um, I guess because well maybe this is what it is because we're creative um, visual artists and and all artists and musicians as well we're always trying to push the edges of what we're listening to. Yeah. And so that may be why we're kind of like pushing ahead or pushing out, trying to find new music, find, find new, new inspiration, something, new, new. something creative, something yeah. that's different. I think that's where the most excitement comes from is just something new. And like, especially for me is uh, hearing something that I never heard before and being like, Oh, that's exactly what I didn't know I was missing. You yeah. Know? And that's the most exciting part. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's really great because like, the the thing that I've noticed in in the art world and something I've continued to notice in my um, short time in it, I've only ever, I've only been a musician for like probably eleven years max, a little bit, a little, not even actually. It started when I was like fourteen. I'm twenty two now, so closer to seven years. Mm -hmm. um, is that there's a not a direct correlation, but like if you think about uh, modern music, how it's very almost experimental and abstract, and then like modern art is very uh, ex experimental and abstract. It's like mm. the world's 
revolve around each other yeah. even though that sometimes you don't see you don't see like kanye getting up and doing a painting like no, sometimes yeah. you see people get up and paint while kanye's music is playing and yeah. it's like it almost portrays the same thing like music videos mm-hmm. i think are a good uh That's thing like the of that best idea is putting a visual uh represent or not a representation but putting audio and visual together um because you can really either tell a story like my favorite thing is actually i don't know i kind of like two different types of music videos it's one where they're uh, it's a band playing instruments but everybody knows they're just air you know faking it while they record it because you can't get that many shots at the same time um but then there's a other way where it's like they have the story that goes through what the music is talking about mm-hmm. you know or even just like something calm like the song's really calm and it's just uh visuals of things that are tranquil Mm -hmm. um it really gets your your eyes and your ears into the same emotion yeah yeah i i definitely agree i think that uh, when you can combine the audio and the visual together you're able to tell a better story and um um, i think i'm trying to think of what it what you said exactly again um when you were talking about oh modern art and modern mm-hmm. music and how there's there's that abstract quality i think it, it's because it, it's in the time it's in that same time frame it's in that same overall society we're, we're kind of in that same vein and so because of that um there's this bleed over which i think is actually very fantastic i love um just like mike said i, I love watching uh musicians or music videos where like i think of um I can't remember. I don't for uh, sledgehammer. Peter Gabriel. That's what his Peter name Gabriel? is. Peter Gabriel. Peter ah. Gabriel. Yeah. So I remember when I was a kid, that that song came out. The video has nothing to do with the song. It's like a stop motion video, and it's like this jerky motions, and there's like a chicken dancing, and mm-hmm. like like a plucked raw chicken dancing. Oh, sheesh. And it's just totally bizarre. But it's very modern, abstract, and the song is about—it's uh, a love song, but it's called Sledgehammer. It's just really—it's abstract. Is it like equally abstract. Yeah, yeah, it's video? equally abstract. Maybe, uh, but when you watch the video, it doesn't have anything to do with. <laughs> but the reason it impacted me was because it was something new and different, mm-hmm. and it was at a time when modern art was really in that vein, and so it really yeah. represented that song. It was just mm-hmm. great. You know, yeah. do you guys know who Childish Gambino is? Yes. Do you know I who do. Childish no. is? He he has a song called America. Mm-hmm. This is America. This is America. Is that? This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Yeah, he does a lot of social commentary oh. stuff. Uh, his name is his actual name is, is like Glover. Stuff. Danny Glover, not Danny Glover. Donald. Donald Glover. <laughs> Danny Glover is from is Lisa Weapon. Partner named yeah. Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah. No, his name <laughs> is uh, uh, Donald Glover. That's he's actually was a comedian on Saturday Night Live, I think. Mm-hmm. And then he started. Really? He also produces music, but he has this this rap song. It's it's called This Is America, and it has like like maybe like four lyrics. It's, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not like really like, but the music video makes, when you hear the song, it's, you know, it's, it's in catchy. the genre. It's catchy. People like it. Mm-hmm. But when you pair it with the music video, it's, it's like way more you have something that's like a seven, but then you put it with the music video and it's like a 12. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It you know? really amps it up. But he just released a new song that's called Feels Like Summer. You can feel it on a day like this day. 
And what he does is he takes like, um, he's been he's only going to release four albums. This is kind of his like his his mantra is that he's only going to release four albums, and he's on his fourth album now, and that's like going to be Tarantino it. Tarantino kind of thing. Yeah, he's done after his fourth album. He said that he's 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 done making music uh, professionally. Cool. He'll, he might still produce and stuff because mm-hmm. once you're in the music world, you're still in it, no matter how try yeah. how far you try. He'll and come get back as like, like as that guy adult from the Gambino music video. instead Maybe, of yeah. childish Gambino. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> adolescent um, Gambino. <laughs> adolescent. He's Gambino. got like three three iterations: childish, <laughs> adolescent, mature. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, in his in his uh, song "Feels Like Summer," it has been like really hard pressing on the social commentary of music, oh, and so yeah. a lot of people view him as like. Uh, a leader in the modern music world because he's one of the ones who can make a pop song but it's still impactful on on the world around it because a lot of people mm-hmm. kind of look down on pop songs um but, but he just makes it relevant to but the he's mel- making it relevant and in the music video he has all these portraits of uh like legends like uh you know birdman and like dr dre snoop dogg like the legends of the rap world and because he's more of a rapper uh r&b kind of stuff like outcast and those kind of people hip-hop beyonce Mm -hmm. you know uh they they're all in that music video but they're never none of them really they none none of them perform and they're all drawn Mm -hmm. there's no actual pictures of them they're just and drawings. It, they're they're just drawings, and it's just him. The whole music video is him just walking down the street from the bus to his house, and like this whole world is going on around him. And it's kind of it's really interesting because a lot of like commentators are talking about the song and the music video specifically. Most of the time, I feel trying like, to, like when figure it out, trying or to like figure out what apart. Donald is trying to say because it's yeah. really it, it's really art. Like, is Donald the guy that is making the music videos? Uh, he works with a lot of people, but it was his concept. Yeah, I so gotcha. um, Donald Glover and Childish Gambino are the, same, the same person. person. So sometimes people maybe oh they might know. be the same. They Montana. have been seen in the same room at the same time. It was the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, well, I think that uh, that is the the um, exciting part about being a visual artist that is connected with music. You know, I know. Um, Mike is a musician, and uh, he's got uh, some characters that he created. Yeah, uh, Greta and Greta uh, and Oddities. Oddities. I was, uh, and, talking about that in my art uh, yeah, podcast the other, about the Green yeah, Gang. Yeah, the Green Gang. But the thing about it is, is that um, well, here's a question that I have for you: Does the music inform the art, or does the art inform the music on what you create? Um, for me, I, I never really thought about it. Actually, like uh, mm. it's when it comes to my art. I, uh, I'm kind of like schizophrenic in a sense. I, every character that I've drawn is a piece of me mm-hmm. and also a piece of what I would like to be or uh-huh. that I wish I was or like a lot of it takes place way back when. Uh-huh. Um, so it's, I try to make it as real as possible. So I uh, take things of the era that they're in mm-hmm. and try to make it more of a 3D mm-hmm. uh, world mm-hmm. where they interact where like uh, a place where they exist when that picture or how to put it, like, uh, every drawing is basically a photograph of them. Uh-huh. Um, but they have this whole entire world that they live in that wasn't photographed, that they did before and they're going to do after right. the picture was taken. So that's just like a little snippet of, t- of yeah. time, quote-unquote mm-hmm. time. So in that quote-unquote time, because I know you guys already talked about the art part of that, when, you, when you're doing the music, 
what came first, the chicken or the egg? Was it the music? The, the oh, idea of the music? Like specifically for did the, the music say stuff? You, you create, like say you're just, you're doing a riff on the guitar and you're like, oh, that sounds cool. And then you end up like creating this, you know, funky music. Yeah. Did I, that happen? And then you were like, oh, I'm going to draw a character to go actually, with the music. Uh, or did it go the other way? You drew the character yeah. and you're like, oh, hey, I like this character. That's exactly that, Okay, happened. that person looks like they would play this kind of music. Yeah, and then and you that, just did that's it. what made it so much easier was uh, it started off with, I think, the first uh, characters I drew of the group was Greta and Delia. Mm-hmm. Um, Greta is, I guess she's like the main. She's not main. She's def- as equal as anybody else. Um, but uh, she had a microphone in front of her and a guitar hanging off of her neck and then Delia was their keyboardist or like their synthesized uh-huh. uh, key player um, and she was just in the background doing her own thing but then I remember uh, making a song specifically how I thought they like what song I thought they were playing you know uh-huh. um, so again like I was trying to make the 3D world where I was like they're playing this song specifically so yeah. um, it made it way more easy in the music process because it was like oh there's she has a guitar there's one microphone and the other girl has a synthesizer mm-hmm. or like whatever you want to call it yeah. keyboard mm-hmm. machine yeah um that has a reel-to-reel player on it so i could if i wanted drums i could just be like oh the reel-to-reel player is also playing drums too so i was like stuck to these specific instruments mm-hmm. and uh, they also have a certain look to them to where i imagine how they would play it so it's it was obviously me playing the music, mm-hmm. but I was playing it through them and how I imagined them to be able to play and like yeah. what they're capable of. Yeah, that's see, I yeah. mean, and I think that um, going back to Benjamin's and the opening statement was how artists can kind of be ahead of the curve. I think maybe there's that connection there, like you as an individual, but I think there's a, actually a lot of musicians that are very talented visual artists too. Yeah. And, uh, I, but it seems to me that, um, once you, when you tap into that creative vein, it's always, you're always telling a story. Yeah. It's hard to heal Mm -hmm. it once it's. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and it's always a a story. You're, you're creating a story and maybe it's a baseline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that, uh, what's really cool about having so many creative people around you as a musician or an artist um, is that you subconsciously draw inspiration from things oh, you're yeah. around. Oh, absolutely. And um, we were actually talking to uh, Aaron on, on our podcast about uh, just like his, his journey and most of it when he was doing his favorite art, uh, it was when he was in bands. Really? And he was like kind of doing them both at the same time. Mm-hmm. And he, and like when he found his style of the surrealism, mm-hmm. it was when he was like in a band and he was yeah, doing the punk. Wasn't yeah. it? Punk yeah, music, it was all yeah. in it's like one of those things that like uh, I get like creative waves. You know, mm-hmm. like I've been kind of like getting out of my I've been calling my hiatus um, uh-huh. of just lack of creativity and like inspiration. I mean, I, I get inspiration a lot of the time, but I don't really act on it. Yeah, and I don't do things to replicate it. Um, but I'm just getting over that bump of uh, maybe laziness. You know. Yeah. But uh, the now, slump. like right now, yeah, like I've like been playing music more often or just like picking up my guitar more often yeah, and I'd, just drawing here and there. Yeah, and I noticed that one thing that I noticed about you because uh, I follow you on Instagram, mm-hmm. what your Instagram handle is? Uh, Sidewalk Surfer 66. So on there, you do these little midnight <laughs> yeah. midnight, my, uh, after midnight music. After midnight moonlit melodies. Yeah, and, and I, first of all, you have awesome neighbors because you're outside playing yeah. a guitar. You sometimes the secret amplify. Is to start out quiet and then get yeah. louder. So yeah, yeah. So that you snuck up on them. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, 
has that been playing all along? Oh, well, he's probably almost done. Yeah. But the, the other thing is, is that um, why do you end up doing that? You know, it, or do you just re- reach a creative peak in the middle of the night and you're just like, I got to express this? Kinda because it's like, pretty common for you. Yeah. Um, I go in these things like uh, these areas, I guess, of what I do with my time. Like I, I mm-hmm. try to be creative or at least like make something whenever I can. Um, but uh, like I was doing the green, but it's been a while since I've done like the green guys because I was doing one every every couple of days. Um, and like same thing with my arts, like I was doing miniatures for a while then I moved on to the next thing and then the next thing, you know. I don't know if you noticed, but like I haven't done the after midnight music in maybe a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like it was like kind of my hiatus, but like that was one of the things that um, when I happened to, I noticed the first few times I was doing it, it had been after midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after I had like done my second one, I was like, oh, this is the same exact time I did before, you know. And I was always on my front porch just because it's comfortable mm-hmm. to be outside. Um, but, uh, with those things, it was just, uh, repeti- like it happened to be repetitive uh-huh. and, uh, it's just time. It's not that I have to be exactly, it's not like I'm like, Oh, it's 1130. I should start trying to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. It just happens to be at the same time, which I uh, know I have like my own, um, I don't want to say processes, but habits. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I usually stay up following. until like yeah. two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't, but I do it every night. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I just try to spend my time. Again, it's not like I have and I don't imagine how I'm going to play it or what I'm going to play. Mm-hmm. It's just fiddling around. And I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. And I want to try this and that. And that's why every single time it's like with a different guitar, yeah. or it's a completely different uh, feeling that you get out of it. Yeah. You know? It's really mm-hmm. cool. I like it. Yeah. So uh, being a musician, you get to draw a lot of inspiration from the people who came before you. Uh, what are some kind of bands that you drew inspiration from when you were first starting out or even now? Um, I remember, actually, I'd say my favorite, I don't really have a favorite band. I think everybody, some people might have their all-time favorite band, but it might not be their current favorite band, so it's two different things, but uh, I feel like the classics, uh, just good old 50s and 60s kind of rock and roll. Um, one of my favorite people from that era is like Bo Diddley. He's got that... <laughs> just like like he's got that riff and he came up with that but every song kind of like chuck berry too like it's the same exact song just the lyrics are changed yeah um so that's one thing that i get inspiration from is that they had their own style and um even though it was like repetition it made it easy for them because they could be like oh i did just do the same thing like do my formula and then you have a song yeah um so that's one of the big influences for me is that to simplify and like get a formula that's mm. the basics of it um and then another person that really inspired me uh musically was this guy named mark Mothersbaugh, who is the main vein of devo oh devo um, yeah. but he's done like uh so much cool stuff like he's one of the really experimental guys um he did like he does theme songs and even does music he i think he did music in the lego batman movie is what really? my wow i did not or know not that. the lego batman movie the ninjago the <laughs> super funny movie but he did like music in that he did the rocket power theme song he did the rugrats theme song he does all the music for the wes anderson movies um but he's really relevant like does all these things um but uh what he had the song he actually did a rolling stones cover of that song satisfaction Mm -hmm. and instead of like copying the way they did it uh, 
he approached it and like just basically took the words and made his own song that just happened to use the words. Oh, nice. And uh, so his, instead of like, I think the Rolling Stones, like, I can't get no. Wait, I'm trying, I don't want to mix the two, but like, yeah, everybody knows no that. Yeah. Satisfaction. Yeah. But Devo's version is like, I can't get no. Do, 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 do. Satisfaction. And it's oh, like yeah. they chop it up and like really do their own thing with it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's like, they, they changed my view on covers because like now I cannot stand. Um, when people cover a song exactly how the original people did it, you know. Yeah, it's like why do why do you yeah, need? I to think Aerosmith did like a Beatles song where it's like, why? Is yeah, it was. Them, uh, uh, what's that called? What Toe Jam Football. That one is it. That one. Something like that. Yeah. 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 The, uh, but yeah, like for me, uh, just if you're gonna do a cover, make it your own. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, it's cool to take inspiration, but it's there is a line where it's inspiration and then plagiarism. Right. Yeah. Know. Right. And then, you know, it's funny because um, we've always, my, these guys have always been, you know, in, in a bands together and trying to do other people's music. And one of the things that we realized is like, look, don't, don't try to replicate, interpret. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. make it, make it your own or don't do it. Exactly. Yeah. And I'll just bring up one more. Um, there's this band called Tim and Paula. <laughs> There, originally it was just this cool band that I heard and I was like, oh man, these guys are great. Um, but after listening to them for a while, um, I found out that their lead singer, like their, which you would imagine to be their lead singer, this guy named Kevin Parker, is actually, it's all his music. And he writes every single part and has people, his friends, there's like a band that I think their name is Pond, um, but he gets them to go on tour with them and basically replicate his songs. like. They're the ones playing his music, oh. and uh, his last album was uh, all completely his stuff. Uh, instead of like, I think his previous albums were all of his music that he wrote, but had other people playing it all together to where it's uh. a live thing. Um, but his last album, uh, I think it's called Currents. Uh, he recorded every single instrument, so every sound in that whole entire album was physically him playing it—the drums, the keyboards, oh. the guitar, oh, all really the vocals, crazy. the background vocals. It's everything in that whole entire record is him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hadn't realized that until I just read upon it one day. I was like, wow, that guy's really got something. Yeah, and it's again, amazing. it's like completely unique and it's completely himself. And uh, if you heard a riff from it, you're like, oh, that's mm-hmm. him. That's like him. he just has that thing that screams him. Yeah, you know? he has that style. Yeah. He has yeah. That, that thing about him. Yeah, and that's the cool thing about like being in the future now or like even maybe up to like the 70s or maybe even 60s is that you can make a one man band. You know, mm-hmm. you can record it and then put another sound on top of it and just build from there and yeah. you don't need a whole group of people right yeah that's amazing yeah uh what about you Armando do you have any like uh you're more of a visual artist than a musician mm-hmm. but like is there anyone that you listen to that helps inspire you when you're doing your um your art yeah I, I listen to a lot of Americana music so um um I'm and, and I'm, I'm learning a lot more about the different people but I also go back to the classic rock, though, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, the it's 60s, 70s. There's just something about that. Um, just it's that, real. Yeah, it's exactly. It's, it is. But the other person, though, when you're talking about Tim and Paula, there's another uh, artist, Prince, mm-hmm. who a lot of his early stuff of was basically, yeah, you've heard of him. He, all of his, like, I think several of his early albums were him playing every instrument. 
Really? And doing all the vocals, everything. Yeah, I don't and know too much about it. Prince, but like he's yeah, he is he's super talented. Super talented. Every he can play, he could play every instrument, and on some of his albums, he did. He played everything. Wow. Yeah, fantastic. Um, yeah, Start looking into Prince. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think who I'm listening to now um, a lot is uh, there's an uh, an artist. It's a a young lady that I found. Oh, and her name is Maggie Rogers. Maggie Rogers, um, I of course didn't discover her. She was she's she was actually discovered by Pharrell. Uh, oh, Pharrell yeah. Williams. Yeah, he was He's doing a, cool a master class at Berkeley or something, and and uh, she was a student, and they had her come out and play her, her song for him so she he could give her notes, oh. and uh, he was like blown away. He said, "I have no notes. It was that good." It's called Alaska by Maggie Rogers. That song. And she's just fantastic. And her story is she was a folk music player, like banjos and harps and mm-hmm. all folk music. And then she stopped playing and music and she went to France or something and had this spiritual thing happen with these uh, electronic dance music or some kind uh-huh. of like, like really like dance, dance music. Mm-hmm. And then she fused them together and it uh, is just fantastic. Yeah. And it's like, it's what he said. He's like, look, when. Um, he used some example of uh, Wu Tang Clan. You've heard of them, Wu Tang yeah. Clan. Mm-hmm. He's like Killabees. Yeah, they're they have they're their own genre. They're, there's you do they do a music and it, there's no nothing to compare it to. Yeah. And he's like basically that's what she did. It's like there's nothing else like this. So there's no comparison. It's and yeah. It's just like it is what it is. It's its know? own thing. Yeah, it's its own thing. And so I get a lot of inspiration from stuff like that. Um, I do like um, a lot of inspiration, like uh, experimental things, and mm. and uh, but I I do always end up coming back to probably the the band that I listen to the most is the Eagles, uh, because yeah. I think because I'm a I'm a poet and a storyteller and a visual artist. They make you feel things. Yeah, yeah, they make you feel, and they make you see things. You know, yeah. on a dark desert highway, you know, cool. Wind mm-hmm. in my hair, the warm smell of Kalita. That's kind of like we were talking about the yeah. music videos earlier. And I was going to say, sometimes a music video can also ruin it in yeah. a sense, you know? Yeah. Because, yeah. like, that's the coolest part is when somebody's telling you a story, you imagine it. Yeah. And you have your, your own version. It's like a little bit of you you can put into it. Right, you know? right, 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 right. Yeah. And I think that's the power of, uh, of, of story. Um, I listen to a lot of country music. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it just because of the story because they're telling stories you know like um when we were moving out here to arizona benjamin and i were driving through the desert and we're listening to this collaboration of johnny cash and willie nelson and they're just singing these songs about stories and it was perfect yeah it's like this is the moment that's a cool thing is like because you you actually listen to it instead of or yeah instead of just hearing it you listen to it yeah yeah exactly yeah i think that um coming from like another generation or like another uh, upbringing. I was I was kind of growing up around like right when like My Chemical Romance. When I started discovering my own music, I wasn't just bumming off my older brother's music mm-hmm. uh, or, or my or my parents' music. It was like when I started creating my own what yeah. I listened to. Uh, like when like and teenagers and right stuff, there, huh? like all yeah. that craziness. When I like like recently, I feel like my musical journey. Like when I when I turned like nineteen and twenty. It's kind of when I like move, I didn't move out on my own, but like that's when I like 
started being able to like I had a job I had a I had yeah, access a to more a car I had like a, yeah. a lot more freedom be, uh, because I wasn't you know uh, some kid who didn't have a license <laughs> now I have a license I can go driving and I would just listen to full albums I would listen from song one to song 15 16 mm-hmm. and I wouldn't stop driving until I got to the end of the album yeah I would just at like midnight just get in the car and just boom and just listen to a full album and then come back to the house yeah and then um so like in that i would uh get a lot of music because i would always like get off work really late and then i would just go driving um so i'd always have music that would like keep me up so i started like really getting to like not heavy like not heavy metal but like harder stuff like punk rock and that kind of stuff into like I've always enjoyed ska, ska music, like, um... That'll get you Mighty, Yeah, Mighty <laughs> Body like Boss 12 tones. cups of coffee in yeah. one. Uh, it's the kind of music that makes you dance, but, yeah. like, you don't feel bad about it. Uh, right. It's happy dancing. It's happy dancing, Skanky. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. got it. Yeah. Um, like, Mighty Body Boss tone. When I can't remember, it irritates me. Could be I can't remember, could be I choose to not. Let's move along the song and try... It's uh, Streetlight Manifesto, of course. I will never take fast. Catch 22. Less than Jake. Yo, Aquabats. Oh yeah, all the Aquabats. Like all of those, like that whole genre. You know, that whole genre that was just like something awesome and amazing that I suit, like I enjoy. And then, on the other hand, the kind of music that I prefer to play. Like I love listening to ska, but I don't enjoy playing ska. Yeah. Because not because it's too hard. It's just like it, it's now it feels good. Yeah. To you. It's it's not it's not fun to play. Like what's fun to play to me is like like punk and like pop punk. Because it's just like real fast, yeah. And you get to like you can be not, sloppy, yeah. There's like it's like there's no real making sure that I'm always on time because if I'm off time, someone else is off time, and yeah. it's like their problem. But it adds the emotion, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that that's the fun part of it. Um, so I got like super and like pop punk, like a day to remember. Like. Right at the end of the emo age, when it's like, bring me the horizon. With, like, coming out of it, Pierce the Veil. Like all these like people that came out of like the emo scene that started doing pop punk when I did remember kind of made it big. And then I still have like, because I would listen to music that would keep me up, eventually you always gonna end up dabbling into like heavy metal, like, or like new metal, like corn. And like Limp Bizkit. Yeah, those kind of guys where it's just like real loud. They record loud. In your face kind of thing. Yeah, like in your face and you get to like jump around like Rage Against the Machine. Where 
Like I'm telling something, I'm telling someone off. And, like yeah. I feel good about it, you know. I'm gonna make a difference, and then, like I have all of those, but you still have like your favorite genre. I feel like my favorite genre is actually like smooth jazz. I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's... Like there's something about like I could go from like I could listen to, like Rage Against the Machine, and then like Corn, and then like like slowly work my way down to it. But at the end of the day, when I'm going to sleep, yeah. it's just like. And now I'm just gonna put on this jazz record and yeah, like a Louis Armstrong. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. There's something about that man and his horn. Yeah, that yeah, I really do something. Like to me. something about not simple music because jazz music is incredibly hard to play, mm-hmm. but it sounds when someone who's at that level who can play it so well that it sounds simple. Yeah, it, it adds something as a musician. Yeah, it's like when um like a master painter is like painting something that's super intricate but because they're so good at it it's effortless for them effortless yeah Yeah. i think that's something that really helps define music yeah is especially for like someone who's not really even in double digit years of playing but like double digit years of listening to music Yeah. yeah yeah and i think that a lot of times um people get uh, intimidated by other musicians. They're like, oh, well, am I inferior to this other musician? Yeah. So, yes, you are. <laughs> and that's okay because they've been playing for you know, twice as yeah. long as you've been alive. Uh-huh. You know? So yeah, they're going to be further ahead, but that doesn't mean that you're not in a good place. Right. Because craftsmanship grows. You're going to get better as you play. And then you will get to a place where you are able to do something that is just it seems effortless, but it's not. It's just that you've put in the effort. Yeah. In, it, in advance. It comes not at a cost, but it comes with uh, just consistency and... Mm-hmm. Experience. Experience. Yeah. yeah. Consistency and experience. I think those are the two big words in the art world. Yeah. And I, if you're a musician or an artist. Well, and, you know, they're, they're you know, we, we keep separating them, even though we're talking about not separating a musician <laughs> or an artist, because yeah. I do that too. But um, you have to be very intentional about seeing music as art and musicians as artists um they're recording artists or you know whatever but yeah. they are it is definitely an art i think the other thing is craftsmanship consistency but then also this you had to get to this place where you know what your story is what you yeah. what what are you trying to convey you know i think there's this there's this place when you when you really see people like bono or or you know some of these other people that are uh, that have achieved this status, yeah, this like glowing thing. Yeah, about and you're their like, persona. and you say, like, what is it about them? Well, it's because they know their story. You know, Springsteen yeah. and and Tom Petty and all these guys. You listen to them, and you you can almost immediately. I, I, it's I, like they they realized who they are. And yeah, they, beca- they became really themselves. Yeah, and know? they were able to convey that yeah. uh, through their music. I, I heard an interview with uh, Tom Petty right after he passed away. And uh, the interview, I think it was uh, Terry Gross from on NPR. I think it's who it was. But she says uh, they played like some clips of the music, and literally within like the first two notes, like oh, you just know you already know who you you know what the song is, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I have the live uh, anthology of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. It's like thirty songs live. And literally, yeah. one note in, the crowd goes crazy because yeah. they know what song it is. There's yeah. a thing I think on 100.7, um, they do this thing. It's like the 60 second song challenge, and you have to like uh, 
I think it's 10 songs or like, it's a small amount, it's a number of songs in a small amount of time, but they hit you with the first chord or like a part of the chorus and it's just a split second of it and you have to guess it. And if you don't get three, or I think it's like if you strike out three times and you're out, but there's so many times where people are on it and like, you're screaming at the radio, she's like, I know this one, I know this one. <laughs> but then like everybody who's on it is like, they said the same thing, like until you're put on the spot. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's embarrassing. But uh, that's just definitely one of those things where uh, people just have that gem, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and then it becomes so familiar and it's like, that's yeah. their thing. Yeah, yeah, it defines them. Yeah. Do, do you guys think that there's, um, there, there's obviously a difference between like recording and then, like, live performances. Mm-hmm. Do you think sometimes people uh, get maybe the wrong idea or they're not uh, prepared for listening to a recording or, list, like, uh, something that we've run into because I went to see, like, m- one of my favorite bands of all time. They're called Streetlight Manifesto, and I actually took Armando with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was for my birthday, and we went and we watched uh, them play. Yeah. And um, was it, like... Like, obviously, it's ska music, so, like, it's, like, super intense, and it's, like, all jump around and, like, have as much fun yeah, as you can. Yeah, nobody's bleeding, it wasn't a real ska show. Yeah, well, <laughs> I got punched in the mouth pretty hard, but, like, uh, it was, like, it was a lot of fun and everything, but do you think there's a, do you think that live shows show where the artistry and mu- musical artists comes from, like, in live shows or something oh, like yeah. that? Like, I think uh, with a live show... Um, you really see what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you can't fake a live show. I mean, you can pre-record and, you know, mouth the words. Yeah. But when it comes to, like, you know, a real live show, um, that's how you can see just how talented somebody is. Because if yeah. you make a record, you can, you might have nailed it that one take, but there was a hundred or a thousand tries before that you just couldn't even get it, you know? Yeah. Or you might even piece it together to pretend that you didn't make it. Right. Well, and, and I've, I've, you know, like, we were at a park in in Prescott and there was this guy playing music and it was fantastic and he had CDs and I got I bought the CD and I was just like I didn't like it at all because it was not the same it was a uh, um, totally different feel totally different same songs oh yeah, yeah but there's just something about that live I think yeah. it's and I think the reason is because like I'd rather listen to a live recording than a pro- produ- produced record oh, yeah. produced recording it's genuine yeah and, and I think the other thing is uh, because we, we can really judge musicians harshly when we say, well, we went and saw them, they were amazing, and then we, we listened to the recording, and it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's because we are we have to realize the factor of that 100 people in the room and their response, and they're singing along, or they're dancing, or mm-hmm. it's that, it's the experience yeah. that's different, you know? And uh, so... Because way um, more personal than yeah. just sitting in a car by Yeah, because the guy's looking right at you when yeah. he's mm-hmm. singing it, or 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 they make a, they make a mistake and it's okay. One thing uh, that I started doing um, was I think George Harrison's album, the uh, All Things Shall Pass, All Things Must Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my not my first pair of headphones, but it was the first time I really started using headphones when mm-hmm. like you have a whole left and right stereo audio. Yeah, um, and there's like an organ part in it that just like completely change like if you have it doesn't have to be a decent set of headphones but just hearing the way that they want it to be heard mm-hmm. um it completely changes it but what i was trying to get to was i remember hearing george's voice and i heard him take a breath in right before he started singing and just hearing the part of it i was like that's crazy like it's 
you know, you hear a guitar and you try not to hear like the strings getting plucked. Yeah. Um, but when you hear somebody's voice and they take a breath in, you realize like that's a real person and yeah. they're in a room and they're going to go home after this. And like, and that's like, I try to think of that as like a live performance, like live performance in a sense, but <laughs> it makes it more real mm-hmm. when you acknowledge that it's uh, real. Yeah. It's hard yeah. to say. You yeah. know what I mean? Though? No, I see this is a real, yeah. this is somebody's art. Yeah. This is an artist creating their work and it really happened and yeah and it's here it is. To enjoy. Yeah. yeah it's not like someone just was just sitting behind a computer and yeah. they get the space for every once in a while and hope you know it was yeah. really people out there practicing their parts and making mm-hmm. sure that they warm up and warm down properly yeah. to make sure that they get their the perfect yeah. take and you know what's funny too is that um and the beauty of art all art is that there's going to be some people that love it and there's going to be some people that hate it and there's going to be some people that loved it at first and then hated it at the end or vice yeah. versa. You know, mm-hmm. there's been music that I listened to the first time and went, this is horrible. Yeah. And then I listened to it it's again. It's kind of like, like oh, when you get a new CD good. and there's yeah. that one track, you know, yeah. and you skip all the other ones until that one. And then like you try to listen to the other ones and you're like, no, 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 like, yeah. let's, let's play that one again. But then yeah. eventually you start getting used to them and you're like, oh, that's yeah. actually my new favorite. And then a month yeah. later you have a whole new favorite on it. Yeah, that's, that's what happened to me. I was listening to uh, this album called uh, for the glory by the OC Supertones, mm-hmm. and there was one song that I loved on it. Uh, it was called "On the Downbeat." And that it's just a fun song, you know. Mm-hmm. It's one of the ska songs that you just jump up to, and then you just jump around and have a good time. And then they had this song on there. It was called uh, "The Warmth of the Sun." I feel your love in the warmth of the sun spreading across my And I, the first time I listened to it, I was like, this, this, this isn't great for me. Um, so I just skipped it. And I was listening to it at work after I, I had pretty much closed and I was just kind of killing time. I was washing some dishes. And because of that, my hands were soaked in water, so I couldn't skip the song. So I was forced to listen to it. <laughs> and I was like... This song is dope. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I ended up texting Armando and I was like, you need to listen to this song. This song yeah. is good. And it was funny because the first time I texted him about the album, this song I didn't really enjoy too much. Yeah. And I'm like, this song is this the is best song on the album. Yeah. Well, one kind of cool thing, like, that's what's so neat about Pandora is that you listen to a bunch of stuff that they're like, I think you might like this. And yeah. sometimes you skip it, but once in a while you find, like, a really cool new song. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, one thing that I was doing, uh, working in my garage and my little laboratory thing um i was playing youtube like i would look up a specific song on youtube and play it but then it would play something completely random afterwards but i would like let it go yeah um i would let it go and then uh i found a couple really cool songs actually i made it this own little playlist called late night finds and uh it's all these random things that would come up and i'd be like oh i never knew about this and i love it that's good yeah 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 Yeah, i have uh we have itunes music and so Every week they do uh, on Fridays they do a, a new music playlist, and I found that, and it's and it's based on things that I've already been listening to. I guess mm-hmm. there's like an algorithm. They know, and yeah. they know, yeah. And they're listening right now, and and, and, and but I've been there's been some really good stuff that's come on there. Um, I you know I didn't know I liked Brandy Carlisle, um, but she has several good songs on her new album, um, and then there's been a few others that have just been great, you know, and. Uh, um, I think that it's really good to allow other people or other entities to share music with yeah. you because otherwise you're just going to listen to the same stuff over and over and over mm-hmm. and over, which mm-hmm. is okay. 
but yeah. it's not, you know, there's, but it's there's, so nice to have yeah. uh, something that you're not normally interested in Yeah, to be like, Oh, you know what? There's parts of this that I like, like, even yeah. if it's not the whole song, there might be like a certain instrument part that so mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, that's, that's the cool. one, you know, yeah, like that's it. That's the one I was uh, listening to the yeah, yeah, yeah. As a while ago. And I remember driving to my car and I like, I try to assume I'm listening to music. I try to listen to each specific instrument, you know? Mm-hmm. And as I was doing this, I like, honed in on the guitar sounds and I was like man this guy's really cool on guitar like I really like this and I started listening to the drums and I was like dang this guy's really cool too and I was like they should start a band and I was like oh wait but trying to like pick apart the music yeah. by instrument it kind of like changes the whole game yeah, yeah. you know it's funny too because um, I didn't used to really key in on the bass as much until Benjamin started playing bass when he was younger and so then the bass became a lot more interesting to me yeah. because I had somebody that was doing that and there's a song by John uh, Mellencamp called Jack and Diane. Classic, you know, and and the riff is dun 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 dun. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's classic. And I and as soon as you hear it, you know it. But there is a bass line in that song. That just going out of the chorus, I think, and it goes, and it's just like, do 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 do. I mean, it's just it's it's really good. And I, yeah. but I it's listen, like a specific part. That yeah, just and makes the you thing is, is, I listen to that song all my life. It's like in the fabric of my mm-hmm. my life, but I never heard that bass line ah. until he started playing bass. It's like a hidden because gem it, in there. Yeah, because it became important, and I started listening for it after I heard it the first time. I'm like listening for it. Yeah, and you yeah. wait for it and you and want just, it. It's fantastic. And it's kind of cool. It. Like there's a couple songs that do that where there's a, like there's choruses that repeat and repeat and repeat. But once in a while there's that one part that they only do once. Yeah. And you never hear it again before or after it. But you're like, man, if they yeah. just did that again, mm-hmm. so then like, yeah, this is one of those things. That's, you know? that's like the joy of music. I think uh, something that a lot of people do, but they don't realize they do is that they enjoy music like they they put music on it's like i list i listen to music but there's there's like there's listening hearing music listening to music liking music and then enjoying music Mm -hmm. and this is something that uh, a bass player named victor wooten he really preaches this is something that like his like his thing where it's like music to him it's an art form it's art but music is also a language in his in mm-hmm. his teaching. He has a whole uh, he did multiple TED talks on it. We'll definitely throw that in the links. But um, like his whole his whole thing was like music can contri- can convey emotions. Mm-hmm. A guitar can yeah. like tell you how someone feels. I think BB King. There's a cool interview with him where he's like, uh, "There's times when my guitar is sad, and it sounds sad, you know." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's just something about music that, yeah. when once you hit that point where you're enjoying music, not not because like oh this this is a song that I like or this is my favorite song, it's like you mm-hmm. actually step into the world of enjoying music. Yeah. And you, I feel like there are top tier musicians who ne- have never touched an instrument, but they're music they're musical, hmm. they're they're musicians. Mm-hmm. They live the lifestyle of a musician because I think that musician is an occupation. But it's also a lifestyle, hmm. um, not the lifestyle that a lot of musicians lead. But you can be extremely musical, like poets are extremely musical, yeah. even though they might never 
right because they, they 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 live in a cadence there's a there's a yeah. rhyme there's a yeah that's in yeah there. it's it's and i think music or not music but like musicians don't particularly have to uh play an instrument to be a musician i think that there are plenty of people out there who understand music on a on another level even though if they're not talented enough to play or they feel like they're not talented enough to play or they um are disabled in some way and they can't play like physically they can't play music but their mind works in such a way that fits music so well yeah Mm. that they're musicians that's interesting i like that and i i think that um you know going like with what victor said and and bb king also about the emotion um the way i look at art is i feel like art is intrinsically spiritual it is spiritual yeah. and and for me if if something can touch your soul your emotions because that's the typically that's what you say your soul is thing soul music is because it's emotional it, but if some, if if something can touch your soul then it can lead your spirit yeah and there's been a lot of times and, and we've all done it and when we're depressed what do we do we, we don't listen to happy music when we're depressed we listen to sad music mm-hmm. because, because that's be where we want to be that's where <laughs> yeah. we are you it know? feels good knowing that yeah. other people are there too yeah but then at we're the same time there. though there is that time where you do start coming out of that sadness or whatever and you start you notice that the music yeah. that you're listening to is different yeah depending that's on a, where you're at that's kind of why i brought up that george harrison thing because yeah. i was going through this super sad time in my life i lost my best friend um a cat named creature and it was out of the blue and i it was just down the worst feeling ever um but i came across this george harrison album i uh, said why are you still crying the pain is now through please let out your teardrops let me take them from you and then the love that you're blessed with this world's waiting for so let out your heart dear from behind that locked door and uh, i'm getting goosebumps talking about it yeah. But the whole, like, why are you still crying? The pain is now through. You know, it's just one of those things that, like, I heard and I felt it. Yeah. It's like, he's right. And the way, like, he sings, and it's, it's so emotional when you hear it. Because it's like crying while he sings it. Yeah. And he, you really feel it. Yeah, yeah. That's like uh, Johnny Cash's cover of the Nine Inch Nail songs, Hurt. I hurt myself today. To see it first. Yeah. Yeah. When people when people now talk about the song Hurt, they talk about mm-hmm. Johnny Cash's song. You know what yeah. I mean? And there is just just I this depth to him. Yeah. You know, whenever he sings that song, you feel it. Yeah, because he's like he's, he's lived this whole life, and he's got all this stuff, and and the music video to that song. Have you ever seen the music video? Yeah. Oh my gosh! It's just yeah. like. I mean, it was meant to be like, yeah, it was, is I actually played it in, uh, in church because it was that impacting. Yeah. And it was just, uh, it was just amazing, but it's, it's one of those things where he, he got past the lyric he got and and he, he found the emotion of that song Yeah, and he just lived in it and it was just astounding mm-hmm. and everybody else, I mean, they're doing a cover of him doing a cover of yeah the other you know what i mean because people it's just so seek it out because yeah. of him yeah 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 i think there is a uh, another song i don't know who plays a new version but there's a song the sound of silence by simon and oh, garfunkel yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um my mom showed me this cover of it which yeah, i think it, a lot of people attribute to um that song as well mm-hmm. but a lot they just did it where it's so heavy Hello, darkness, my old friend. 
Um, and instead of being the like simple, yeah, somber sounds of Simon and Garfunkel, it's just so heavy and like they make you feel it and they force it into your face. Yeah. Where it's it's one of those things that somebody might be able to write this song and play it a certain way, but somebody can make it the way it should have been. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I'm not saying like it's better or worse than the original, but it's a different take right. to where you see it differently. Yeah, and I think um, because uh, when you put stuff out there, when you put music out there, there's all these people who can uh, play a cover of it, like word, like word for word, note for note. But then there are other times where it's it's not twisted, but it's it's moved around to a point where you can. See or, it differently. Or you, can, you see it differently. You see yeah. it from a different artist's eyes. Yeah, that's Disturbed is the name of the band. Disturbed. That did it. Disturbed. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw it first. The first time I saw that was live on Conan, the, really? the talk show. That was uh, way more emotional than the time I heard oh, it. Oh, word. It was amazing. I was just yeah. like, when I, saw, when I saw it, I was just like, wow. It just blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely not Simon and Garfunkel. It exactly. is just, it's them. It's the, this is. And it's so yeah, when you good. take it and you make it your own thing, yeah. or not even your own thing, just something new yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. better suited. Yeah, yeah, and I think that is one of the most important parts, and that's that's where I think that I agree with Victor the most, where music is a language. Yeah, that's that's it's more than just it's more than just notes that you hear. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lifestyle that you live, and it's a language that you can speak that transcends yeah. all other languages. Yeah, I think that's the best word for Super music. Super universal. Transcendent. It transcends. Yeah. yeah, definitely. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Uh, thanks for coming out, everyone. Thanks for having me. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. So where can we find you at, Mike? Um, at my home or my work. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. Mostly at work. <laughs> and this is my social security number? Yeah. Uh, I got fingerprint copies available <laughs> as well. But uh, I'm uh, usually my only real... Uh, social media format is Instagram. Uh, it allows me to put drawings up, all the visual stuff, and then also lets you do videos where you can put any audio into it as well. Um, but my username would be SidewalkSurfer66. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there you can see all the stuff I've done um, and see how my brain is. <laughs> see what I spend my time doing. <laughs> how about you, Armando? Is there any way we, we can find you at? Yes, uh, multiple ways, but probably Instagram is a good start it's uh at armando here mm-hmm. and then i have um, a wordpress um, also armando here dot wordpress.com um so uh, you know that, there, i've got some stuff on youtube but really the instagram and my web my blog that's probably you're gonna see yeah. almost everything that i've got going on there i was gonna say actually i do have a soundcloud which is probably way more applicable yes um, SoundCloud. Definitely. so if you want to hear the sounds that i've made um it's at soundcloud.com slash color television and that's color c-o-l-o-r and then television t-e-l-e-v-i-z-i-o-n exactly he got us with the z no one expects the (laughs) z because the s was taken taken. (laughs) and plus z's you can turn a really cool lightning bolt so yeah that's cool too all right and if you ever want to talk to us over at top floor you could always just uh dm the loft instagram and just say that you're interested in top floor studios and i can get back to you or you can hop on discord and go to the loft discord and there's a little tab there for top floor studios so that you can come and talk to me personally or you could just leave me a note and i'll get back to you as soon as i can all right uh yeah see you everyone <laughs> bye bye guys so long that's all the time we had for today 
But if you want to hear the rest of our conversation, go to our website at www.theloftaz.com. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at loft.az. You can support us on GoFundMe at www.gofundme.com/theloftartcommunity. We hope you have a fantastic week. See you next time.